loose. Is this guy bothering you? another episode of at the movies with cash and hightower hey everyone it's cash and this is hightower cash how you doing i'm doing great i'm back back on the comfortable side of this introduction thing you know th- not throwing me for a curve like we did last time that's right just wanted to keep you on your toes <laughs> i don't know i wasn't sure what to do with my hands so <laughs> just kind of kept him up at my face you're like the backup quarterback you gotta be ready to go that's right just call me Who's Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> Mr. Tibbs. Uh, I don't know a backup quarterback. Nick Foles? Uh, Mason Mason Rudolph, the worst backup quarterback Ooh, in the league. I don't know. Hey, speaking of football, what you do anything fun for the Super Bowl? Yeah, we just kind of hung out. We did our thing, you know, had a couple of sub sandwiches. It was a nice little time. No, we, uh, <laughs> no, it was a blast, man. Came over and got to spend some time, let the little one run around, got rid of some energy. That right. was That was good for us and for her. Great. Yeah, we had some built-in babysitters. Absolutely. We uh, we tried to enlist your, your daughter. She seemed lukewarm at best to the idea, but... Oh, she if she wouldn't have had a friend over, she would have done it 100% of the time. She was she seemed to be enjoying it. Instead of like 50% of the time, yeah. She she was like super pumped that baby cash was coming. She's not a baby anymore, but I'm going to call, keep calling her baby cash. I still call her baby all the time. I'm like, I'm just going to choose to believe you're, you're still a baby, but... That was good times, good food, and uh, game was actually a very entertaining game. I feel like it, it was, was. It was a close game. Wasn't down, down to the wire. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily like pristine, you know, crisp, clean game. I think there was a little bit of nerves on both sides. Both teams hadn't really played on the big stage before, but for what uh, what it could have been, I feel like it was a pretty solid game. Pretty solid game and an amazing halftime show. Oh yes, that was awesome. A lot of memes coming up about the 50 cent thing. I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah, people were torching 50 cent, but I feel like a lot of people were coming out and saying it was the best halftime show of all time, and I'm not ready to award it that. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Prince. Well, I think he's done it a couple times, but one of the Prince performances was freaking magic. I... Uh... I definitely enjoyed it. The problem I have, and it was the same thing. I think we did. You go to the I Love the '90s concert? No. So there was one in town. <clears throat> yeah, not the Bloomington one. I went to the State Fair one with Vanilla Ice. Yeah, so we went to the one that was headlined with Salt and Pepper. Yeah, we we did not do that one. I just I don't like it when there's a bunch of them because they like cut all of the songs that I want to hear short. Mm. That's the tricky part. Like I loved most of the songs that they played and definitely a lot of stuff that I can remember listening to from when I was younger, but still it was like, damn it, I want to hear the whole thing. Like yeah, <laughs> now it, it just was... makes me want to go listen to the other songs. Yeah, Brooks has been like all about Eminem just because of the so he was like I was playing some of the songs for him like ahead of the show. So he was he's like all in right now. But Mom Spaghetti. Today, yeah, Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> So my sister checked in. She also, uh, <clears throat> we had put out in our Escape from New York episode, we had commented if, uh, we were questioning if Ox Baker had been our first wrestler we'd covered on the show, and she reminded us all the way back to episode two, we talked about Jesse the Body Ventura. So, right out of the gate. 
GD sexual tyrannosaur Jesse the Body Ventura. That's right. Man, I'll tell you what. We, the, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> the problem is our researchers dropped the ball when we were talking about it. That's what happened. No they kidding. just they didn't give us the information. So No freaking kidding. Blame blame our researcher, researchers. They've been fired. Uh, I also have one more thing. To, actually, I have a couple things to mention. But keep going, one more. Man. Uh, we have a hot new listener here. He's been hitting them heavy. He's been walking at the bowl and back in Jacksonville. My dad, Papa Hightower. Papa Hightower. Has been ripping through the episodes, apparently. He texts me today as he's walking. He's been listening. He listened to the uh, Talking Turkey bonus episode and, oh. and Goldeneye, which he really enjoyed. So Goldeneye seems to be a popular one with he our wanted fans. To, he wanted it's to good. let you know. It's good to hear. You done good. Do you have any housekeeping? I have one more item, but I don't... I, I just wanted to, but I wanted to make sure I'm not cutting you off. No, you're the only thing I had. Uh, speaking of listeners, we have a. I'm I'm assuming it's new, because he has not mentioned this before. But friend uh, friend of ours, Mr. Timmy Timmy Lyons, Timmy. he uh, sent me a message the other day. Said he's enjoying listening to it. He says his significant other is not a movie person. Mm. So he's been listening to the episodes and listening to us talk about it and quoting things, and he goes, he gets a kick out of it because she doesn't Very necessarily nice. know what uh, what we're referencing. So Timmy, Timmy's a big uh, movie guy. We've we've talked movies for years. I've known Tim since high school. So welcome, welcome to the club. And well, you went uh, to high school, with Tim. He so he went to <laughs> Hayworth. Oh, okay. So he he was a year. I think he was a year ahead of me. I got you. So you guys like played against each other. We did, and then we played with each other at Heartland gotcha. for a year, and then obviously we played slow pitch together for off and on for years. Whenever people could still play slow pitch softball, but of course. But uh, yeah, Tim Timbo's good good dude. Glad glad he's joining. He sent us a list too. We're gonna be able Ooh, to nice. cover one of his lists soon. Nice. Welcome aboard, Tim. Absolutely. So uh, that was you. my big thing. Great. Well, before we jump into while you were sleeping, I got one more thing to mention. We, I usually save this for the what you're watching segments, mm-hmm. but randomly, <clears throat> I just started watching Knight Rider while I was folding clothes. David Hasselhoff. Knight David Rider? Hasselhoff. Mm. Have you seen? Do you have you have you watched much Knight Rider? I've caught them on TV before. Yeah. I've never sat down and like powered through and watched right. them. Like I've, I'm the same. I've literally seen like bits and pieces. I've never seen a full episode. Like I know about the show. But I watched the pilot the other day while folding clothes, <laughs> and the first like ten minutes of the episode, like my brain exploded. <laughs> so the show opens. I'm gonna spoil this because it's a super old show. It's yeah, it's fair, and it really doesn't change anything. But at the beginning of the show, David Hasselhoff is not in like the opening scene where there's some like convoluted plot going on where they're trying to like screw someone over to, to steal something, whatever. And he's essentially this character that David Hasselhoff plays, will play, is essentially like an undercover police officer. And he like chases these thieves or bad guys out into, you know, out to a rural area where there's no police or anything. He gets out of the car and he has a lady with him who he thinks is helping him, but she betrays him. Oh, and again, this is not David Hasselhoff. This is the character named Michael. But he, David Hasselhoff is not the actor playing this character at this time. Okay. The lady, his friend, swerves him, pulls a gun on him, shoots him in the face. <laughs> this is like this is like this is early to mid eighties, by the way, like t- like TV show. Shoots him in the face. He goes down, wakes up. 
he's in some compound. They've had done some like basically like they like jokered him. Okay. They like you know he had like a major <laughs> yeah he had made like a major had like a major facial injury and they like put him back together. But this one worked out a little bit better. He had a better doctor, and now he is David Hasselhoff. That is amazing. I my mind was blown <laughs> that that's how the series started. That is incredible. I had I'm no like, idea. Why wouldn't you just start? Why was this, why is this convoluted? I mean, it's essentially so the bad guys he goes after don't know who he is. Yeah. But it's so bizarre that that's the story I they started it. with. That it, is fantastic. I have yeah. a soft spot for David Hasselhoff. I'm going to level with you. I think everyone does. Um, have you seen Kung Fury? Oh, yeah. I love Kung, love Fury, Kung Fury and the music video, True Survivor, that goes along with it. If you have not seen that, yeah. stop the podcast and go watch that video. It is incredible. I used to watch that on repeat like quite a bit back in the day. I would tell people all the time, like, permit denied. <laughs> and there is a show on Netflix. Um, it's an older show. Um, Killing Hasselhoff. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, my it's God. The, the dude that used to be on SNL. That was amazing. Or no, I'm thinking of... No, that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Arnold killing, Braunschweiger. Killing Gunter. That's the other one. What is what is Killing Hasselhoff? So... This whole I it's a I can't remember the, like the I feel like um there's a few people I recognize in it. Like I know John Lovitz is in it. Mm, I've not seen that one. He's not in it very long, but basically the premise is like this guy has to supposedly go help kill David Hasselhoff and David Hasselhoff plays himself, quote unquote. A little who else is in it? Um I feel like Ken Ken, Ken Jong. Yeah, Ken Jong's in it. Okay. I think I've seen like the cover of that it now don't get me wrong like i looked it up one time after we watched it and i was like i wonder if this got good ratings like it it did not like currently it holds a 4.5 on imdb okay. I, okay. that is just a wild misconception like it is incorrect that movie is hysterical um <laughs> but yeah david hasselhoff is like this ridiculous version of himself or maybe he's a real version of himself i'm not mm. sure and like there's people trying to kill him was it's he, was he passed out in a hallway eating a cheeseburger it was not not in this one <laughs> that's that's a real life situation oh, okay but yeah no that's that's good stuff i so where what's night rider on is it night Rider's on netflix currently is it okay yeah i just saw it on there i was like you know what when I give this, I when I fold clothes, I like to have something going. And like I, the point when he got shot in the face, I just stopped what I was doing. I was just, I realized I was just watching this without actually folding any clothes. And I was like, oh my god, I this got was it. a mistake. Like I cannot believe that happened. I have too many irons in the fire with shows. Like we got New Girl, we had yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. I'm watching Chuck. We're trying to get through. Uh, Murderville and my mm. wife keeps falling asleep during the March on Lunch episode. Oh, we I, we did start that. I told you on uh, over this over the weekend. The missus That's and right. I started. We watched the Conan O'Brien episode and it did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah, you, you have not watched the March on one. We haven't got there yet. Okay, it's better than I would like. I had hoped. I like I like March on, but I was like, ah, actors. I don't know. Yeah. Actors going to comedic things are, are tough. That's nice. Dicey. It's hard to pull off, but he he actually has some good moments. So. We we definitely are going to continue that one. It's pretty good. We have to, like I said, we have too many shows going on right now. So the best part about Marshawn is he wants to change his name from Detective Marshawn Lunch to Detective Baga Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Baga Beach. Okay. Nice. Shall we talk about our next Valentine or not really Valentine's Day, but yes. February romantic comedy Cupid Month? This will be our last romantic comedy. This is it. We, we gave did. it. We gave it the college try. We're gonna get two movies, and then we're we gonna did. bow out. We did. 
Uh, while you were sleeping. While you were sleeping, from the year 1995, mm-hmm. starring one of our good friends, Sandy B. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock, national treasure. She really is. Uh, Bill, Ironic too. Bill Pullman, Billy Pullman. Uh, you sent me a picture of a young Bill Pullman. I did from Spaceballs the other I day. Did. I liked it. Uh, several other people that are like look familiar, but uh, your boy, uh, what's his name? Shoot, what's that guy's name? Roy oh, Fuchs. Thank you, Roy Fuchs. <laughs> what's his real name though? I'm Jack Warden. Jack Warden. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. I was like, oh, Taylor's gonna like this one. Every single time he was on screen, I wrote it in my notes. It's Roy L. Fuchs. <laughs> and then the dad from like. The Ram- Ray, what is mm-hmm. that? Everyone Peter loves Boyle. Raymond. Yeah, that guy, Peter Boyle. I ref- I will refer to him as Jocko Dundee from Johnny Dangerously. Yes, okay. But yeah, just a lot of like uh, recognizable people. And the, the old bad, and the bad guy from Mr. Deeds. <laughs> the bad. Who is the bad guy from Mr. Deeds? The dude that's in the coma. Peter that's in the coma. He's oh the- yeah, Peter Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, Peter Gallagher is his real name. Yeah. Right, Peter. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Our researchers dropped the ball again. Damn it. It's something Gallagher, but <clears throat> yeah. I forgot he's the bad guy. You're right. The uh, the old lady from this. I'm gonna do this at the top of the show before I forget. Her name's like Glennis Johns or something. Yes. She is the mom from Mary Poppins. How about that? I know it was awesome. I did not know that. Good stuff. A simple look would have found that out, but yeah, okay, yeah, it is Peter Gallagher. You are correct. Peter Gallagher. Thank not you. to be confused with Gallagher that smashes watermelons. <sighs> That's right. They are not totally related. different guy. <laughs> totally different Gallagher. Wouldn't that be funny if they're like, "We need Gallagher for this role," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh God, okay, is he still is he still working?" <laughs> it seems this might have been Pete Gallagher time though. Ninety five. Gallagher rolls up with a mallet. They're like, they're like, "Damn it, James, it's <laughs> just the wrong Gallagher." You idiot. All right, let's make lemons out of lemonade. <laughs> He's going to get roughed up because they're trying oh, to steal his watermelons. Man. That's great. So, yeah, so we open up here to the uh, eHarmony song. This will be. This will be. I just was like, do you think the guy, that old guy from the eHarmony commercial, like, this was like his, like, he met a stranger at the movie theater for like a blind date and like the, the lady became his wife and he's like, I know this exactly gonna, what I'll this do. This is going to be the song for our commercial. It's probably it. I, I, that checks out. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense. When I, I hinted at it earlier, but I, you know, when we were talking about Sandy B. I said she's a national treasure. I said that's that's ironic because the director of this film, John Turtletop. John Turtletop. Also directed. Turtletop. Do you know what else he directed? National Treasure. Do you know what else he directed? I do. Cool Runnings. That's right. Our second Turtletop movie in t- three weeks. That- when you, a, when you have a resume like this... What a happy accident. I mean, let's be honest, though. National Treasure, Cool Runnings, While You Were Sleeping. What, he had something else, too. That was One like, of these things is not like the other. Yeah, I I love National Treasure. Yeah, that's those are underrated movies. That's like the last like really good Nick Cage movie. Yeah. He's had good movies, but like this was... He's had like crazy wackadoo movies since then. There's uh, one that he's in recently that he's playing a fictionalized version of himself as well. Oh, I, I, I the the trailer actually looked it kind of piqued my interest. Well, I'm interested in that. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. This will be an everlasting. This month. will be. Love it. As we get a little uh, some shots of Chicago. I forgot this movie was in set in Chicago. Uh, did you notice when they're doing the montage at the beginning, the ice skating? That dude oh. totally bites it. Oh no! Oh, it's it was not like. 
I, I don't was, know. I don't know if they like didn't have enough footage, and they're like, uh, just keep it in there. But he eats it so hard on that oh, ice. Man, I got to go back and watch. It's yeah. If if nothing, like you only have to watch a few seconds. He he. This dude bites it really hard. I was just so pumped about the MJ statue that they showed oh, yeah. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Freaking awesome. Yeah. This movie just like I, we didn't talk about history, but is this your first time seeing it? This is the first time I've ever seen it. The missus loves this. For, yeah. By the way, like she she's a big fan of this movie. There are a handful of movies, like when I just hear them or see them, that remind me of my sister. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're probably, like, in her favorites. And this is one of them. Like, when I, when I hear Last of the Mohicans and I hear While You Were Sleeping, I just instantly think of my sister because she loves you so much. So I Shh. probably watched this for the first time, just, like, in the background, like, with her. So she'd recommended this one to us, too. She, hadn't she, she? Yeah, she put it in our Friendsgiving uh, bucket. So this will be good, but I'll make sure to be gentle with this. I don't want to. Hey, no. Give it your. I do. I did give it an honest rundown. Don't worry. Yeah, I. I also should say right at the right at the gate that I was not looking forward to watching this. Like, That's fair. I did say that I remember liking it, which I did. Mm-hmm. But we had just done Sweet Home Alabama. It's hard for me to do back to back romantic comedies. It is. I was even like texting you like late <laughs> late in the game. Like, should we do a swerve? What do you think about a swerve? I was like, oh, okay, no, let's just let's stick with it. Let's let's do it. Let's. I told I told my I told my wife I was like hey like there's a chance we might not do this and she she got a little pouty she got a little <laughs> upset I was like let me talk to him let me see like, we stuck I'm, with it you're like I'm messing with you <laughs> I'm messing with you guys <laughs> um but anyway yeah so we we're going through the beginning and then we get a little bit of opening narration get a little bit of uh, insight into Sandy B Lucy is her name in this film loose a loose. And uh, get to hear about her childhood and her dad taking her to exotic Milwaukee. Yeah, and, uh, Milwaukee. Tell- <laughs> Algonquin for the did, good land. I did not know that. <laughs> uh, that's right. Does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wayne's um, World. Let's just talk about Wayne's World. Never yeah. mind. Swerve. <laughs> we are going to swerve. Um, I It was, it was kind of nice getting a little bit of rundown about, you know, some of her backstory and... The the father clearly being infatuated with the mother, even though the mother had passed away. It's a nice little yeah. touch. You immediately just feel terrible for her. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, she's working... It's not a toll booth. I don't know, like a token collector for the train. Yeah, it's the Chicago Transit Authority. Yes, that's okay. I knew there was a technical term that I um, went too stupid to put it together. So. Well, I just know because of the CTA. The CTA vest uh, she's always wearing. That's why you're here. You're here, you're here to keep me honest? I've, I've ridden that CTA. I feel like I have once or twice, but just oh, yeah. not, I'm not a frequent flyer in Chicago, as we discussed last week. Fair enough. Um, yeah, she's got a crush on that guy, though, the Peter Gallagher, not Watermelon Gallagher. Um, he comes and gets you know gets on the train. She's got a crush on him. Never to, never spoken to him, but uh, you know that passing, that passing crush. I think we've all been there before. Have that person that you see, you're like, be nice to talk to him. Swing. But then when you do, you find out they're a terrible person. I'm uh, just kidding. That's that's like a real life scenario. It is. And that's how I met my wife. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it. Sorry, I was a little hanging for it. I had to take Oh boy. <clears throat> Soft toss myself, I had to take a swing at it. Um, She's gonna be even more pouty now. Yeah, she will. That's okay. Um Yeah, and then Lucy next like next part, Lucy's trying to get a tree up into her apartment. She's pulling it up with a rope and then drops yeah, it and through the window. Did it go through the landlord's window? Is that what yes. we have? Okay. Yeah, we're to believe that guy. Joe Sr. is Joe the Sr. landlord. And seems to be a pretty friendly guy, all things considered. Definitely. 
And especially after he was talking about like some fire from somebody trying to barbecue something <laughs> the time for us. Like, but great sausage. Absolutely. Great sausage. And he's got Joe Jr. there. Joe Jr. When he first shows up, I'm super annoyed by this guy. I said the same thing last night. And then we'll just we'll see how things progress. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and Lucy, after that, Lucy runs into her uh, boss, Jerry, which I could not think of this guy but anything as the judge. Judge, liar, liar. liar. Yeah. Yep. Like 100%. How are we doing today? I'm a little upset about a bad sexual episode last <laughs> night. Well, you're young. It'll happen more and more. <laughs> that guy's a Chicago native, we should also say. Okay, that makes sense. So he was like, just probably home for the weekend. <laughs> hey, you're free? You got anything going on here? We just need you to film a couple of scenes here. <laughs> Who's in it? Sandy B? I'm in. I'm in. This is before she really took off, yeah, too. Yeah, this was... Oh, you're right. Is this before Speed? Or wait, this no, right this is after, after Speed. Yeah, Speed was 94. This yeah. might have been... this Because Demolition Man was right mm. around the same time, too. Man, what a freaking I know. run for Sandy. She just... She keeps plugging away. She's mm. going to be in that new Romancing the Stone knockoff, too. Oh, really? Oh, The Lost the City or whatever? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Like, she is an angel's wonder. She She's is? like the female Tom Cruise. Like, she doesn't look old. But she just keeps going. Man. At this point, she has to. Well, not old, but you know, older. Like that's impressive. What a she's, run. She's good for her. No kidding. Yeah, but her boss is trying to butter her up. Basically, and was like, "Hey, employee of the month, blah blah blah." And she's like, "I'm not working Christmas." So this was all a ploy for oh, her yeah. to work on Christmas Day because either nobody else could, or his excuse of like somebody's got a party they really have to go yeah. to. I was like, "Man, just rub salt in the wound." There. Well, it's like you really only have like two employees, like. Yeah, I know, right? There's only two people that can work this. No kidding. That's just bad management uh, on your part. Yeah, might want to get some more people. You're not a you're not a good supervisor. No. So I guess for the purposes of this film, though, it's a good thing she does because her uh, her her dream guy shows up. Shows up. Finally, says you know a little something to her, and she just kind of freezes. But then he gets mugged in like the weirdest way possible. The very weird. The only thing those guys end up stealing from him are his scarf. Yeah. Scarf bandits. Yeah, they're like, hey, nice jacket. And they, they're, yeah, trying to like mug him, but then they, they push him off the platform. And it's based off true events. I looked it up 95. There was an epidemic of scarf thieves oh. going around uh, Chicago. Um, yeah, it was, it was ugly, man. They had to call the National Guard. No, God, no. At first, I was like, I was, I watched this. I was like, that's so weird. And then they just drop him. And it, so he, he obviously passes out at Vaughn. On the railroad tracks, but I'm like, would that have knocked you into a coma? I feel like, I mean, it probably would have messed you up. But Some serious head trauma. Dude's a lightweight. Hey, I'm just saying. brain is a... It's a, it's a funny thing. A, it's a mystery. It is. But thankfully, she sees the whole thing go down, goes down on the tracks. She tries to yell at him to yeah. get him to come to. Wake up, mister. Can't pick him up, but she has enough steam to roll him over she off. Does to the roll. I was like, I don't know. I don't buy it, man. Yeah, good for her. I gotta suspend disbelief though for the Good Samaritan. Yeah, it was. She's a lifesaver. And so she goes to the hospital to try and see him, and of course the staff has given her a hard time. They these people were like man, they were drill sergeants about no one gets in other than family. Family only. Yeah, that guy is and then like later that guy's pissed when I know she gets in to see him. I they, they were like it's like good grief. Like I know it's part of the story, but these people just They run do a tight not. ship. They do they run a tight ship. Um, but this one nice nurse, we're like, oh, that's nice. This nurse is like trying to be helpful and let her in. She overhears her say, I was going to marry him Mm -hmm. and assumes she's the fiance. 
And what's a romantic comedy without a classic misunderstanding that yep. nobody corrects for the hour-long duration of the plot to go through? I will say, you're right. Like That happens most of the time. But I will say, in this movie, which makes me like it more, they do a really good job of... She's trying to tell them, essentially, for the first quarter of the film. She doesn't go with it until like later. Mm-hmm. But she's act- actively trying to tell them the truth, and she, she they keep cutting her off. Or like, yeah, it's like so, sure. like that. I, so I like it for that. To me, that's another rom com trope, though. Yeah. There's, oh yeah, for there, sure. There's but ones f- that they do that, but yes, I. Agree. I feel like they go with it more easily or more quickly, and like other movies, they're just like go with the lie. And, and it's kind of a 180 from last week because like our main heroine is a much more likable one. Oh yeah, right than out of the Reese gate. without her spoon. Yes. She's at least trying to do the right thing. She saved this guy's life. Mm-hmm. Like, seems like a genuinely nice person. Yep. So, <clears throat> nice little change of pace from last week, too. I love her excuse for not wanting to tell the family, like, after the fact, because she doesn't want to give that lady a heart attack. The That's old, true. <laughs> the Elsie yeah. or whatever her name is. The Mary Poppins lady. Yeah. yeah that was, I, I did appreciate that, too. And, like, the whole family comes in, like I said. So, Saul, who we find out later, that's um, Jack Warden. Yeah, he's the neighbor. He's the neighbor and the godfather. He's not a relative. How did he get in there? I know, right? Basically family. Right. He's the godfather for uh, Peter. He's also um, the owner of the Washington Sentinels. <laughs> Keep that in mind. That is true. And then we have he Peter a used car. He owns a used car lot, he too. He does. Two of them. Twin brothers. That's right. <laughs> And then his uh, Jocko Dundee, Peter Boyle, <laughs> Ox, is um, Peter's father. Mm-hmm. And so they all come in, like you said, and they're all, you know, clamoring what's going on, what's going on. So, like you said, she's trying to trying to tell them, doesn't work out, whatever. The family's thrilled. And so she's like, okay. Um, and she comes. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that, like you said, she's trying to do this. And then she, like, leaves and then comes back. And then she starts spilling her guts to Peter while he's unconscious about mm-hmm. what's going on. And I mean, Roy Fuchs overhears what's going on. You don't know if he hears everything, but we come to find out a little bit later on that he actually yeah, did hear Saul. Him. Saul. Here's everything. I should, I should call him Saul. Yeah, only you and I know who Roy Fuchs is. The people are going to learn from this episode. <laughs> Saul overhears what's going on. And I, at first I was like, Oh, okay. Like he's just watching over. He's going to give like the approval, like, Oh, she, she's committed to him, blah, blah, blah. But how did you hear her though? I don't know. That's she's in the room and there's super hearing glass. Like it is a room, not like an open area. And she's not talking very loudly. No. That's why I, I didn't even understand that, he, that, uh, he overheard her at first until like later in the film. Yeah. When he said explicitly, I was like, Oh, oh, okay. That's why you had that weird look. And I thought it would be like one of the, another one of those romantic comedy tropes where he's like, I know what's going on. And she's like, Oh God, I'm found yeah. out. And then he's like, yeah, something you, else. you really love or something like it was going to be a, a I was, Nope. Yep. Same for me. I actually, I actually appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she's there, uh, ends up staying overnight, falls asleep, and then the family shows back up, and they're like, "Well, hey, come on to Christmas." Um, and she's obviously resistant at first, but she's leaving, gets uh, some of Peter's belongings, and then just totally random, this dude gets out of the elevator, and he's like, "Who are you? Oh, I'm Lucy's fiance, or I'm Peter's fiance." And oh, did Peter tell you about you know the accident and? and he starts going on and on so we don't get to hear the whole story until later but when he starts he's like we're playing basketball and i have this pencil i was like no right away totally not believable what's he say like i'm a lawyer or something yeah i have a pencil i'm a lawyer or something (laughs) does he have a name (laughs) but seriously it's weird though that so he does he get in the elevator with her 
He's getting out as she's getting in. Right, but he's so like, how does he? How does she know the whole story? That's what I don't understand. Like, and she spouts it off later on. Yeah, because later on like, she pulls that. Out. Maybe was it an educated guess by her? I don't know. Maybe because yeah, he, they separate just, almost immediately. Like yeah. she, he, she listens to it for a little bit, and then, like I said, he starts, and I even made a note. I was like, okay, what's the rest of the story? Because mm-hmm. I, I had never seen it. I didn't obviously know she recites it later, but I'm like. Why are you playing a basketball game with a pencil anyway? That's yeah. just so weird. What an idiot. And then go from that to then she goes to talk to her boss about it, and then her boss is like, well, just go along with it. Yeah, weird advice. That's what I said. Terrible advice. There's weird. There's a couple weird, like, because Jack Warden, Saul, also gives her the advice to go with it I know. later when he know, when he finds out. It's like, what is happening? Well, and then on top of that, like, we'll get to it later, but then her boss, like, Goes complete the opposite direction after he's like getting on her about going with it. Yeah, I was like, you don't get to take the moral high ground here. Right, he tells her to go with it and then calls her insane. I believe later, I'm like, dude, you're the one that gave her the advice in the first place. So, Lucy decides to go to the family Christmas, and Saul's outside and he, you know, talks to to Lucy for a little bit and explains that he's the Godfather and mm-hmm. you know, next door neighbor and family. Basically, at first, I was like, "Oh, is this guy gonna like cause trouble?" Because he's like, "I don't want anybody to hurt this family." Yes. It's like, is she gonna wake up with a horse head at the foot of her bed here? Right. Like, what's going on? So true. Nice little touch, though. We also around this time get the uh, we get a message on uh, Peter's answering machine. That's right. From Ashley, what the hey, I'll marry. You yeah, or absolutely. Like, very nonchalant. You love it. I'll cut the trip short and I'll marry you. That's right. From Lisbon. And a nice touch, too. The family gets her a Christmas present, too. Yeah, it was nice. That's a classy move on their part. Well, technically, it was from Santa. That's true. So That's true. Uh, also, I believe it's... I think it's his the younger sister. Yeah. She is in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, that's right. She's the lead character in it's Freddy vs. Like, Jason. another horror movie, too, I saw. Yes. Good for her. I was, like, I was watching. I was like, why does she look familiar for me? And I was like, oh, it's because she's in a... Is she the final girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually really like her in that movie. I do, too. That movie itself is just ridiculous, but it's... it's but it's super fun and entertaining. I, I love it. It's ridiculous and fun. They did a good job of uh, like pulling that off. like the, Crossing I, the two. Yeah, I figured it would be really bad, but it was good. It's bad in a good way. Exactly. The way I look at yes. it. Yes. Right. Um... So then Jack gets there. We get the introduction of uh, Jack, Bill Pullman, the brother of Peter. Bill Pullman in the house. Absolutely shows up, and Lucy's passed out on the couch, or so we think, but she overhears what's going on and tries to sneak out in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what's Jack doing sitting there? Yeah. It's kind of creepy. He knows, though, immediately. He does. Upon entering. He even, like, I'm pretty sure he says, like, that's not his fiance. Yeah. So, like, right out of the gate, he is suspicious, which I like. I, I do appreciate that. And he, um, but he's at least nice about it at first. Like, yes, right. He's a human being about he it. Gives, yeah. He gives her a chance to kind of explain herself and things like that. And <laughs> um, he even said, like, so after that, too, and then they, the, the family goes to Mass, and Jack is like, doesn't anybody think it's weird? And he's, <laughs> I like what the comment, he's like, there wasn't anything in the Tribune. We're like, well, we read the Sun Times. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a nice touch. Because apparently that's a thing, actually, up there. Yeah, like the, the, paper? The, yeah, the missus the missus told me that actually there was a little bit of uh, a dividing line for some people. It's like I don't do Tribune; I only do Sometimes and vice versa. So wow, I had hey. no idea. I didn't know either. She told me that a long time ago. So if it's wrong, blame her, guys. 
Blame Canada. Um. <laughs> Dude, the funniest thing is she finds, or some, she's given Peter's wallet. I keep calling him Peter Gallagher, but I can't remember his name in the movie. Callahan. What? They're Callahans. Callahan and Sons. Oh, you're right, but what's his like first name in the movie? Peter. It is Peter? Mm-hmm. So it's his real name. Yeah, oh, it's okay. distracting. I know. Yeah, okay, well, now it makes sense. Anyway, she gets Peter's wallet, and she's like rifling through it, and there's a bunch of pictures of himself <laughs> in the wallet. And I'm like, that's a red flag. She, she asked me last night, we were watching, she's like, is there any way you could get some pictures of yourself like that and in like your wallet? And like the tennis gear, and like, yeah. I'm like, oh. It's like, obviously. Do you remember that? Like when Walt's... That was her Valentine's present. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Like when Walt used to come with like the picture oh, thing? Oh, yeah. Like, it was for like your... It's for your sweetie, not for yourself and I know, right? tennis gear. And Maybe that was his sweetie. That was, that he was loves himself. Immediate, I mean, obviously, that's yeah, to tell us that he isn't, you know, infatuated himself, but just huge, red just flag. hilarious. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I also I was <laughs> watching this, and she's going through his stuff, and she finds that can of Purina. Like, oh yeah, bringing the cat into it. There would be in real life that cat would have like pooped all over the apartment for sure. It, yeah, that would have been a nightmare. Because you don't really get a sense of how many days have passed. Uh-uh. You get an idea that at least it happens between Christmas and New Year's. So you know at least a week has passed. But I feel like it's probably safe to say that three weeks, two, three weeks. Yeah, probably. Overall. Yeah, I don't know how long that cat was in that apartment by itself. So, yeah, she heads over to the apartment. She's going to try and feed the cat. And Jack goes to do a little bit more investigating work. And Joe Jr.'s like, oh, yeah, we're dating. You know, Lucy and I are dating. Joe Jr. He, this is when he starts to turn it around for me, too. I agree. It was like, all right. At first, I was like. It's actually. So, it's like the next at time after this that we see Joe Jr. Where he pulls the 180 for me. I'm like, okay. Yep. But we'll get there. <laughs> Absolutely. But Jack's uh, obviously, again, suspicious. He's like, okay, so she's dating somebody else on the side. Um, and he goes to the apartment, too, and Lucy's trying to find the cat. And a couple of you know fun little near misses, like, oh, I'm going to feed the cat. And he's like, well, she doesn't ha- he doesn't have a cat. And then, of course, it comes yeah, around the corner. Yeah, yeah, right. Just nearly, you know, nearly missing. Then the, the phone call, like, the family has to give blood. And he's like, all right, well, I'll take you, too. So he's, he's giving her every opportunity to come out and say what's going on. Right. She continues to stick with it. But this this one of those things where, like you said, like before, yes. And then there's other times I'm like, you could have said something at this point since it's just the two of you and it would have been less impactful maybe. Well, yeah. But, but then, Well, right after this, though, he calls her out in front of the family. That's true. Like right after the scene. He's question, He's like, what's, uh, what's his favorite Three Stooge? Absolutely. Who is your favorite Three Stooge? Well, I'm with, uh, I'm with Saul. I like Shimp. I like Shemp too, but I, I'm I'm a big Curly guy. Shemp and Curly are out there. I'm un uh, unsung hero, Larry, Larry, no doubt, because that's part of the inspiration for Stimpy. Oh really? Yes. His voice does sound like Larry. Now that's you say that, that. like that's what Billy West, the guy that did the voices, like that's what he based it off of. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like there's two camps of people. They're either Curly or Shemp fans, which is funny because Shemp replaces Curly. But Shemp was the original. Oh, Shimp is the original? So, Curly Shimp. Repl- oh, Shimp came. Yep. Then short stint, then Curly, and then Shimp came back, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. I, I don't know why I know that, but I do. This yeah. Three Stooges history is actually, like, super depressing. It's sad. It's a sad story. It is yeah. really sad. 
It makes know. watching the old ones a little bit different, but I still watch them from time to time. Like it's I still a get a kick out of it. Great run though, just a great like it's still like I if I watch them I will just laugh. Mm-hmm. Just, oh I'll yeah, just dying laughing. Simple, simple humor. I mean, just shimp kills me. Shimp. I see, and I don't understand why people are so. I I've I've talked to people before that are like I can't stand shimp things oh. like that. Like I don't. Oh oh. Yeah, I love I love it, man. <laughs> mo mo. And we we've seen Curly run in person before. <laughs> Did someone made that noise like <laughs> recently? I heard that. And I was like, oh my god! I wish Taylor. Never, never I wish gets, sister. It never gets old too. I like to send uh, sometimes the misses and be like, hey, can we do something something for dinner? And I have a a, a gif of Curly saying sweetly. <laughs> sweetly. It, it never gets old, man. Oh my god! But I... yes, this is what you are talking about. <laughs> Oh, Joe Jr.? All the No, all the questions, and then he starts grilling. Oh, He's like, yeah. right, you have to prove it. Yeah, that's right. And then, yeah, we find out he only has one testicle. After a stabbing with a pencil from an unfortunate <laughs> basketball accident. And then Saul, then Saul comes clean. He's like, hey, I know the truth. Don't don't tell the family. Like, yep. You're, you're a good girl. Like, you should, you should marry him. Yeah. The way, I was like, that's so weird. But at this point, like, if I'm her and I get the go-ahead from him, I'm a lot less apprehensive about holding back, or I'm a lot less yeah. apprehensive about telling the truth. But then it's like, you still are at the mercy of Peter waking up and like... Who the hell are you? Right. Being like, wait, no, I don't know this girl. Like, yeah. Just because the random neighbor knows. Know. like, Yeah, she's not in the in the clear. But the, Joe Jr. comes over too, and this is where he's, he's talking to me. He's like, how can we skip out on our Dude, date? The hand motions Joe Jr. makes in this scene, I... I rewound it. It's amazing. I he like holds up he holds up the hand and he's like Oh yeah. He's like, he does it like a couple times. He does like the talk to the hand yep. and like but he uses both hands to do it. Dramatic pauses and Dude, all. Dude, I was like, okay. Joe Jr. You got has, me. Joe Jr. has won me over. You have, you have moved up on the list on this one, yeah, buddy. You stood me up. Oh my goodness gracious. The ice capades. Remember when the ice capades were a thing? I do. That was a big deal back in the day. It was. You're absolutely right. It's great. Um and then Jack shows up right afterwards. He's like, "Was that Saul leaving?" He's like, "Oh no, it's nothing." He's like, "Well, I got some, I got a present for you. It's some furniture." And she's like, "Well, why don't we just take it over to his place too?" So she's not cluttering up her her place. So gets out. She's assuming it's the rocking chair in the back of the truck. A very w- nicely made rocking chair. Very nicely made. She makes a big deal out of it, but didn't it was look the couch. That, didn't look that cool to me, but it's fine. Yeah, it's just a piece of wood. Right. A piece of wood that rocks. Right. And then we get to hear a little bit more about Jack's side of things, about how it was Callahan and Sons. That's right. And furniture. Went to law school. And, and it was Callahan and Son. Right. And he would like to just make it Callahan because he wants to strike it out on his own. He wants out. We get a little bit of character development from Jack here. Yeah, it's a good, good little story. And then they get the couch upstairs after a little a near miss with the uh, dude at the door about who's mm-hmm. the fiance and not recognizing her. But yes. oh, I'm new here, so right. Kind of reminds me of the dude from. Uh, the bellhop guy from Bad Boys that, <laughs> yeah, a little bit similar vibes from that. But um, they get the couch upstairs. I love. I'm just gonna try an old fashioned method. I'm just gonna push really hard. Yeah. Knocks that vase over and spells like that's a good place for the good, couch to go. Yep, good place for the couch. <laughs> and then Jack's truck gets back to blocked in by another vehicle, so they have to walk home and start. Um, you know, start chit-chatting and then start bonding, and then the sexual tension starts between the two of them. They're f- wildly flirting. Do you know? It's so, okay. You've mentioned this before. Like you hate in movies when people are doing like the fake drunk thing, and it's so ridiculous. Oh, and I don't like when people fake slide on ice. Oh, like this whole scene. 
Well, it's because it's actually them. I, but it's over the top. Like yeah. nobody slides on ice like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I agree. But the, I feel like he's you know an actor, and he's they're like we well, don't want to get hurt. So. Yeah, they have to sell it. But I'm like, goodness gracious, come on, guys! Like anybody who slips on ice, like after the first time, you're like, okay, I take short choppy steps and yeah, I get to was, a dry spot. Yeah, that was terrible. It's, that's obnoxious to me. That I agree with that. So. Then the next day, Lucy tells her boss, Jerry, that now she has feelings for Jack. And then this is where Jerry starts giving her a hard time. And he's like, you get wrapped up in this lie. I was like, that's absolute garbage because you were the one that told her to steer into this skid, my friend. So I'm saying like he totally, he totally like calls her crazy for all this. And he's the one that she remember. She was like ready to come clean. Yeah. He like talked her out of it. I know. She's like, I have to tell him the truth. Like, oh, what's it hurt? Like uh, a lot of things that it could hurt. Terrible. And then Jack has his own little heart-to-heart with Peter while they're playing cards and going through stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm not envious or I haven't ever wanted anything, but now I want Lucy, so. Hey, Luce. Uh Next thing, I believe. Family dinner. We get a little shout-out of the man, the myth, the legend. That's right. John Wayne. Nobody wants to watch Dustin Hoffman defend the Alamo. John, John Wayne was tall. John Wayne was tall. Cesar Romero was tall. Cesar Romero was tall. And I think we've talked about this before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but second best joker of all time. To Jack Nicholson? Yes. Okay. Jack I'm, Nicholson's number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cesar Romero's the third best joker. I'm gonna I think put, most people would. I'm gonna put Ledger number two. Most people would put Ledger ahead. Most and it's people super I, close. I think a lot of people have Ledger at number one. I just like Nicholson came before and did kinda like the jokey joker. Mm-hmm. And Ledger did a totally different joker. They're both amazing. But I also do like Romero's too. Like he's, I like that old school Batman joke too. Yeah, I was gonna say I just I, that's what I grew up with. And the more I've gotten away right. from the Heath Ledger Batman, he does this. I've mentioned this before. He does this thing where he constantly licks his lips in the movie. Yes, yeah. super distracting when you see it and you it cannot is. see it. There are a lot of like ticks and weird things that bother me about those <laughs> Nolan Batman movies. Yeah, I know. I feel like I crap on those a lot of times. <laughs> I gotta stop doing that though, because those are good movies. They are good movies. They're so well made. Well, great, the first two are good. Great, yeah. I don't like the third, third one. One's at all. Te- third one's bad. Agreed. I have to stop. I make it sound like I crap on. They're good movies. I just the third one does have does star Heinz Ward and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I saw something else too. Somebody's like uh, they put a post out there like everybody's talking about this year's half show. They're like nobody's talking about the 2012 halftime show when Baines blows up the field. I was like, that's right. The only survivor was Heinz Ward. That's right. He's so fast. Everyone else dies. He's probably smiling while he did it too. It's too bad. Yeah. I got to stop doing that though. Sorry, everybody. I'm not, I'm a fan of the Nolan first two Batman movies. It just, I feel like it gets too much praise. The third one, like I kind of give him a pass. It sucks, but Heath Ledger died. That's true. Like that. He was going to be the, he's going to be like, you know, featured in that as well they so. did kind of back themselves into a corner killing off harvey dent though yeah well that's, that's a bold move well i didn't i mean they didn't know that Heath ledger was you gonna got, die you gotta but, leave yourself some wiggle room but man yeah that was uh they're like shoot <laughs> this is not great darn it wow who saw that one coming um yeah anyway back to the task at hand i apologize um mary that was her name that's the one that's um the sister sister that yeah. so she's the one that's in freddie versus jason yes and so she comes by the train station, and um, oh yeah, and this is like the again they're like, oh you're engaged, oh congratulations, blah blah. Like, well I can't. Basically, basically it comes out. She's like, oh are you pregnant? So then Mary assumes that Lucy is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Well, she like jokingly says it to her coworker, 
and Mary's friend hears it and then tells Mary, and then it's, yeah, it's like telephone. Telephone, yeah, telephone. Tell a wrestler. That's right. <laughs> so Mary comes home and, of course, tells the family that Lucy's pregnant. And then Jack comes over again to talk with Lucy, and he's going to kind of confront her, I think, at the beginning, but she's on her way to the party, and he's like, oh, I'll drive you over there. It's like, it's not that far away, which in Chicago, if you have prime parking, you don't pass that up. You don't leave that spot. No doubt about it. So they go to the party, and uh, kind of a buzzkill, because they show up almost immediately, and she's going to have that drink. And <laughs> Are you sure you should drink that? Because yeah. you're pregnant. Well, he also saw, before the party, he also saw oh, Joe, Joe Jr. and Sandy B have an intimate moment, or he what he thinks is an intimate moment. That's true. Because they were leaning. They were leaning. That's right. Very key. I uh, th- That was the point where I was like, Joe Jr. went from like uh, totally obnoxious to like, all right, you gave him a little bit of a sympathetic yeah. story, at Dude. least. He's like, are you wearing the, like they're hugging, she like feels bad for oh. him. <laughs> are you wearing the black bra? <laughs> I love black underwears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm f- I'm fully in Joe Jr. Yeah, camp at Joe this point. Yeah, Joe Jr. Turning it on would have been would have been the best decision in movie history if she'd just been like, you know what, never mind, I'm going with Joe Jr. Yeah, happily ever after. <laughs> we had kind of a weird turn though at the end of the movie for Joe Jr. Yeah, but that's okay. We'll talk about it later. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So then Jack and Lucy again, you know that you got to have that conflict between the two romantic interests and gets up. She like. This is where I start to lose a little sympathy for her. Because she's going along with this lie. People are telling her it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts getting pissed at Jack for, like, assuming something. Oh, yeah, like she wasn't good enough for him or something Yeah, the only reason that Peter would have married her is if she was pregnant. Oh, that's what it was, yes. They go back and forth. I'm like, I feel like not many people in this movie can take the moral high ground at this point. Like, that's even a stretch, too. Like, he's not saying that at all. Not in any way. Right. I'm just like, man, that is, and like, for, you're right. Like, for someone who's lying through her teeth, like, yeah. he wouldn't like. I would feel guilty the whole time. I wouldn't be like accusing other people. I know. Of things. She went from she went from being like, okay, this is just an unfortunate circumstance. She's playing along with it, kind of no harm, no foul, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then at this, and then she's like, good grief! Like, she just she goes from zero to a hundred real quick here. But they do also like. <laughs> They have this fight and then, like, immediately, like, well, yeah. are over it, like, 15 minutes later. They get it all out in one night. That's true. Which is, that's also different than most, I feel like most romantic comedies, you have to, like, spend days apart and with see, like, a sad montage. That's true. Yeah, they don't do that, thankfully. They wrap it up quickly. And then Peter wakes up. Peter is awake. He is awake. And he does not know who Sandy B is. And immediately the family assumes it's amnesia. <laughs> He's got amnesia. He's got amnesia. Wait, does Saul say it or does the dad say it? The dad. Okay. I just, yeah. I just remember one of them saying, he's like immediately, he's got amnesia. Yep. Yeah, the dad. Uh, and then so finally she's like, all right, Saul, we got to put an end to this. And Saul's like, all right, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And then immediately bails. <laughs> he does not tell anyone. That was awesome. He just walks away. Like, yes, he does. <laughs> he just starts going and just walks totally different direction. <laughs> so, yeah, and then Jack gives Lucy a ride home and... They have a nice little discussion about, again, flirting around the the issue that they like each other, but neither one of them willing to admit it fully. So it's like, all right, well, I guess this is over. Are you sure there's not any reason you'd have Mm -hmm. for me to not marry Peter? Yeah. And a good character moment for Jack. He comes home with some donuts, which Dunkin' Donuts Donuts. are everywhere up there. 
In Chicago? Oh my so god. That's more of like a northeast thing. It they are everywhere. In Chicago too. Okay. I am not Oh my god, man. I I so when my wife lived up there and when I drive up there, you're right. Ever so often I was like, "Hey, I you know, maybe I'd like some donuts." She's like, "Oh, there's a Dunkin' Donuts." I was like, "How about good donuts? Are there any good donuts up here?" <laughs> good ones. And she's like, "Well, aren't those pretty good?" And I'm Burn. Like, no. I <clears throat> You're right. They are there, everywhere. There was a joke um, Lewis Black did talking about a Starbucks being across from a Starbucks. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I there's a couple spots I've driven through around up there. There is a Dunkin' Donuts across from a Dunkin' Donuts. Dude, we got I had a great story about a Dunkin' Donuts actually. Let's start yeah, in Chicago. So like <clears throat> we were staying in Chicago. So like I think we was up for like one of their one of maybe Shane's birthday party or something. Anyways, a bunch of the icy guys went up there. And uh, we're staying at the hotel, and literally across the street, this is downtown Chicago, literally across the street is a Dunkin' Donuts. So it's shocking. Right there. So anyway, we go out like the next morning, or maybe it was even that night, I can't remember. But anyway, my buddy Murph, he's listening to some of our shows. He likes, he's, he's a big trouble guy. He came up for the big trouble episode, or nice. at the normal theater. Oh, that's right. But Murph was here. So anyway, Murph goes out, and there's like a beggar out in front of Dunkin' Donuts, and he's like, He's like, please, man. Like, he's like, yeah, can I get some? Can I get a, you know, a dollar or whatever for whatever, or whatever. So Murph just being like a nice guy, you know, like pulls out his, like pulls out some cash, and, like he's like getting ready to give the guy some, you know, like a buck or a couple bucks or something. And like the guy, the guy's like he had inadvertently also pulled out like a ten or something or like, oh. or like a twenty. <laughs> and like Murph's like handing him like a couple ones, you know, or something. And the guy's like. He was like, "No, man, I want give me that tin." <laughs> Try to like hustle Murph. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, "Dude, okay." You give them inch, they take a mile. Sometimes beggars can't be choosers. That's Liter- right. Literally, yeah. I uh, I can remember being up there one time, like when we were in high school. I went with a group of friends, and uh, I had heard, I I had heard or read or something one of those stories about some of those people that pretend to be the beggars and then they go home like to the suburbs and have a nice house i've seen a like a dateline about it so it's i was like super jaded in high school so all of my friends like we came across them and did that and like i had leftovers so i was like here you can have my leftovers the guy's like i don't don't want your leftovers man i want some money i was like well you need food don't you and all my friends were super pissed at me that i did that i was like if the guy's actually homeless, they need why food. They, yeah, why were they mad at you? Oh, they were pissed because they wanted money. That's like money. the safest thing you can do. I know. They no, want... your friends. Why were your friends mad? At me? Yeah. Because they thought I was being oh. selfish and cheap. No, not giving them actual money? Yeah. yeah. That's like the safest thing you can do. I know. You're supposed to give them like food or gift cards, not not actual. You're not yeah. supposed to give them cash. Now, I have lo- – there was a guy actually in downtown Normal um, – I got cornered one time and I had cash out and he's like, Hey, you got, you got some money. I was like, yeah. He's like, I just gotta make a phone call. This was like after pay phones were gone. So I mm-hmm. knew he was BSing me, mm-hmm. but I gave him a couple bucks anyway. I remember one time there was a guy, this was back in like Jacksonville, but there was a guy who had a sign that was like, need money for beer. And I was like, you know what? Like that's was, a straight, yep. straight shooter. You Here's got five it. Bucks. <laughs> you got it, man. <laughs> Go nuts. It's probably like feeding his like alcoholism. Hey, but excuse me, they said that this movie might be inappropriate for kids your age. Listen, Mister Homeless Man, unless you want your ten dollars, yeah. so you can. We, we did that to go see South Park the movie. Six tickets to Terrence and Philip. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, good good times. This movie has naughty language. <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, where were we? We were well. We were coming back to the Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, Jack, we're about Dunkin' Donuts. Jack is going to strike it out on his own, and That's right. his dad is like, "Well, I wish you'd have said something earlier. I could have sold the business for yeah. more money to Uncle whoever." 
totally totally supportive of it. That's good for him. Calls him crazy for wanting to make furniture, but yeah, it's good good family moment. Specifically, there. Uh, rocking chairs. Yes, obviously that's a that's a niche <laughs> market. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, he's not gonna make it. You got to get a partnership with Cracker Barrel if you're gonna be successful at that one. Man, so true. But uh, we cut back. Peter's just rattling off all the important information. Did you catch when he said his birthday was? Peter's birthday? Mm-hmm. Oh. This is the only thing I remember. Give me the month. March. March 17th. Nope. It's the first number's three. March 31st? Nope. March 30th? Nope. I, I don't know. 311. March 11th. Oh, okay. 311 day. I see what you did there. We're coming We're coming up on it. 311 day. We are. Big big celebration. Well, Kurt's birthday is Kurt's birthday the seventeenth. His St. Patrick's Day, right? Right, seven. But St. Patrick's Day always the same day. Is that one of those moving holidays? I always uh, forget. I, I think it's the same day. It's coming up though. Yeah, I think it's the seventeenth. But yeah, three eleven day. They do. They've spa- spaced it out now. It's a two day event. So what do they do? Just have a concert. <clears throat> they before it used to be like they'd have like a lengthy concert. And then it just kept getting longer. Like, I have a DVD from one they did in, like, 2004. It was, like, four hours. Now they did, like, a couple years ago. Um, when I say a couple, it was it was before COVID. They had one that they did, like, all of their, like, main release stuff. Like, from their first CD to their most recent one. But then they had one from, like, that they did a bunch of demos and stuff from when they were, like, a garage band from Omaha. They're from Omaha? Mm-hmm. I love them even more now. Yeah. It's awesome. So they... Uh, and they beat up the guy from Creed. So That's true, yeah. Even more awesome. That's right. But yeah, they do... Like, then they had it decorated like the basement, and they played a bunch of songs from like their self-released album that they did in the 80s. So nice. it's, it's good stuff, man. That's, that's fantastic. It's, uh, it's, it's got a soft spot in my heart, 311 does. Hey, I just confirmed. March 17th is... In fact, always St. Patrick's Day. It is always St. Patrick's and Day. And always Kurt Russell's birthday. Not a coincidence. So, isn't that weird that he's born on St. Patrick's Day? Because, like, as a Catholic, I kind of feel like Kurt Russell is the patron saint of <laughs> Cash and Hightower. That's fair. Like, I mean, right? I know. it's You're 100% yeah, accurate. Makes, yeah, it makes sense. Way, way to bring religion into the, the, the show, man. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. All right. After this, we're going to talk politics. I was just trying to make a patron saint joke. No, it's true. But you're not wrong. And With Kurt uh, Vogel Russell. Kurt Kurt is the patron saint of this show. It's the whole no reason doubt. we started it. No doubt about it. So we can heap praise on Kurt because he cares. He definitely cares. He, he does. That's the most important thing to him. He cares, damn it. <clears throat> we've gotten way off topic on this it's show, still haven't we? Still me, damn <laughs> we've, got, we've gone off the rails on this one, have we? We even like, went back to it and then got off the rails again. That's I, I blame myself. Here we go. I got one for you. Yes. Uh, so Peter remembers everything. Mm-hmm. And Saul has a, some alone time with Peter. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, Peter, you're a putz. You're a putz. He gives him some tough love and tells him he needs to marry Lucy. At this point, we don't know a lot about Peter, too. No. So whenever he's like, you're a putz, we don't necessarily know that that's accurate because we think, okay, he proposed to this lady she bailed and is going to come back now and he seemed genuinely polite to lucy yeah so we don't really know much about him but the longer he's awake we do find out that he actually is in fact a putz yeah he's uh the pictures in the wallet also was a good tip off oh yeah for sure but yeah he even comments like he's he's never not cheated on a girlfriend and 
Mm-hmm. But he's a changed man now. He is. He's going to give give it a shot. Could you imagine that? Waking up from a coma and just having somebody be like, hey, this person is really nice. Like, you really should give him a chance and marry him. And you're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's Absolutely. Do that. I love it. It's right. a great idea. I, I mean, love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. I guess he's like, I mean, you probably act weird. Not at weird, but from like a near-death experiment, you probably just are like more like high on life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I still don't know that I'd be like, that's a lifetime commitment, though. I'm not sure I'd be ready to do that with somebody I don't know. I mean, if it's Sandy B in front of me. Yeah, that's a different I'm story. I'm probably like, yeah, I'm on, yeah, you know what? I will marry you. I don't know who that would be for me. That's tough. There was a time it was Shakira. Oh, Shakira. I love Shakira. I like Shakira. I've moved on from the Shakira. Hey, those hips don't lie. I know. That's, I think, in high school, that was a big thing for me, but. Whatever. Whatever. I don't know who it would be when for me, I though. Was, I have a, I still like J-Lo. I had a crush on J-Lo like 20 years ago. Speaking of, she was at the Super Bowl. She does not age either. No. It's unbelievable. Gosh, who, yeah, who's your, like, your, oh, I like Emily Blunt a lot. Yeah. I don't Even know. though that she has that British accent. <laughs> like, Emily, no, st- Emily, no, stop talking to me. <laughs> shut, shut, stop, shut, stop talking shut, to me. Shut your mouth. Stop talking to me. Shut, shut your mouth. Can you do like an Australian accent? <laughs> I, I think it's probably easier for a British person to do an Australian accent. Here, this is a This is an off-topic question for you. That's fine. We're, this whole episode's off topic. Who, so. What is the most attractive accent to you? Ooh, that's tough. I'm clearly not Britain. I mean, I do, I do like an Australian accent. I, I, I am, I am a fan. I, yeah, I guess I'd probably have to say Australian, what not about, German. What about Ireland? Ireland's good, but Ireland can be. The problem with Ireland is sometimes I have a harder time understanding people from Ireland sometimes or Scotland. Or Scotland. I, I have an easier time Scotland's understanding people worst. from Australia. Yeah. I'm actually with you 100%. Hands down, Australia. I also do, I, I realize it's not a different country, but Southern. Like the Southern states? Like, oh, yeah. yeah I, southern, I would have accepted that too. Southern twang, absolutely. Yeah. You like, <clears throat> like that or don't like I it? do. I'm a big fan. Okay. They're very polite. Yes. Which helps. Most of them are polite. Did I, did I tell you the sweet tea story? Um, it sounds familiar. With my mom and dad, we were don't, going down for spring training. We stopped at an Applebee's in like near Atlanta. And my dad, because we're used to ordering tea up here. And it's like, hey, can I have a sweet tea? And the lady's like, what, you want more sugar in it? <laughs> like, it's just, it's a default that you get sweet tea down around there. But yeah, it was, man tea down there. God, that was great. I still don't know. I'm, I'm racking my brain, man. I don't. Yeah. No, I think Australia is the correct answer. I'm, I'm trying to think who, like, if that situation presented to me, though. Don't now Australia, but don't get confused with the South African accents because a lot of people confuse the two. A lot of people think well, South Africans are from Australia and vice versa because they have very similar accents but the south Af- the Af- africans they're like they're they have a, yeah they like pull their e's a little bit i have or hold them a little bit longer i since since this whole show is off topic i'm gonna take you on another off topic story that reminds me good on you good on you mate <laughs> good on you mate um we had a sub in high school and we had a couple of foreign exchange students that were there my junior year N- mind you none of them were australian none of them were you know, South African or anything like that. Like nothing like that. This dude that was subbing one day, he's kind of like an old, like, Oh, what's going on? You know, like, (laughs) and I'm not kidding. That's how he sounded. So one of our, one of our foreign exchange students said something and he like, he's up in the class. Like, 
where, where are you from? You sound like you got a South African twang to your voice. <laughs> and it's over the years, it's been exaggerated to sound a lot more like Jimmy Stewart, obviously. Yeah. But it's still, it was just to this day, like if I run into some people in high school, like <laughs> I, I, I will have not seen them for like 10, 15 years. And where, be like, where were the kids from? Like Eastern Europe, <laughs> like uh, like not even close. Like it was, it was. They're like, actually, we're from Estonia. One of the guy's name was Voitka. Oh, okay. So, not anything interesting. It was just you got a South African twang to your voice. You hear that, Clarence? Yeah. But Blue isn't with us anymore. <laughs> He's just dead. It's a pretty good uh, Jimmy. <clears throat> Thank you. I perfected it in the mirror. Um, Way to go. So, okay, I'm sorry. We we have to get through this. I Let's do it. Ashley shows up. Ashley does show up. We don't. They don't know. Obviously, Lucy and Ashley don't know each other. So Correct. Ashley goes to talk to Peter. Oh, that's right. At the same time, and then basically cusses him out. Mm-hmm. Not really cusses him out, but gets on him. Yeah. How dare he? And he's like, "No, I've moved on. I'm going to marry yeah. somebody else." He's like, "You said no." So I, I bailed. And Peter proposes to lucy and he's like all right well let's uh let's do this and she's gonna go through with it because she's trying on wedding outfits and yeah. doing all that stuff do you know what the turning point was what that snow globe mm. that snow globe really won her yeah, over it did what yeah the florence snow globe but then she waits until the well i guess it does help that the wedding is like literally one day away that's true like why are they getting married so soon i don't know it's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's almost like the movie, to me, like the movie was moving along at its own pace. And then like the last 15 minutes, they're like, oh, crap, we got to wrap this up. I mean, I guess they like did some like, I guess they, I guess it's actually good writing because they're like, yeah, if they had more time, they would clearly like not get married. So like, it's yeah. got to be a rush job. And isn't to me or like, maybe it was just me, but she brings that invitation to her boss and she's like, okay, come on. And he goes wait, who are you marrying? And she tells him, and it's like, I don't know, it's totally random because it has nothing to do with the rest of the plot. Like, yeah. he's just there in the background. <laughs> like, did they need to just fill it in? Like, why is he there? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, it's like you said. So the, the, she gets down the aisle, they get started, and she at least immediately objects. She objects at her own wedding. I love it. Which, I'm just going to tie this full circle. She also did another romantic comedy where she was pretending to be somebody's husband and then objects the proposal exactly with ryan reynolds so she stole from her own movies interesting she tried to pull a john wayne oh or uh, mike myers or mike myers but yeah she at least bails and then obviously the family's a little upset but you can tell they're touched by the fact that she's like oh i just you know i loved you guys and i'll always love you and blah 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 elsie loves it i have to I have to say a little bit BS because she's working, obviously, probably minimum wage or a little above job, uh-huh. living in kind of not a terrible apartment, but kind of a more rundown apartment. Yeah. Of course, she's going to be very appreciative of this family that has a lot of things to offer her. Yeah. I mean, but, but it is genuine, at least. Yeah, but. Right. She's not doing it for those reasons. But it's, they're nice. They're not. They're nice. Come like, you know, uh, yeah. you know, features that come with the car. It's true. But I will say this, we get probably some of the best, most sound advice from Joe Jr. after all this when things go south. Don't blow up eating a bunch of cookies. That's right. Like my aunt. <laughs> like my aunt. <laughs> oh yeah, how's the thing going? She's blowing up. <laughs> so great. Oh man. And then she's like, You wanna go try on some shoes? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was like weird. That was a little weird. That I didn't care for that either. I mean it's fine, but it's like 'cause they do they do have the joke earlier in the movie. It's true. 
but he's also like been chasing like every woman in the building. So yeah, it's weird. So yeah, Lucy's goes back to work and. But hey, wait, where's she? So she goes back to work for like her final day. Of work. Yeah, where's she going? I don't know. I was like, did I miss it? Like, no, they just didn't say. Okay. And it's not. It can't be long after New Year's either. No. And so then Jack shows up and tosses a ring in. Not just Jack, the whole freaking family. The whole family <laughs> shows up. Well, and so this was the other thing. This is another movie where it's like we only in the few hours we knew each other, we loved a lifetime. It's like he's proposing for knowing her less than a month, probably. Yeah, he gave the, them crap about knowing each other for only three months earlier in the film. Yeah. So I, I the last note I had like they've known each other less than a month. This marriage will not end well. <laughs> what a hypocrite! This is not going to go well. <laughs> and then they fly to Florence. Florence, get the first stamp on her passport. That's right. Where did you go on your honeymoon? <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. I, was say, I knew it was like mid, like a Midwest road trip. So it did not go the way we had intended. Oh, we put the deposit down for like a remote kind of cabin we were going to go into columbus because it was about an hour away from where we were staying Mm -hmm. the deposit that we put down the person that owned the place died oh i remember this now and couldn't like no way of getting a hold of them no way of getting a hold of them it wouldn't show up on the gps so we basically were out however many couple hundred dollars that we put down on this so then we went back to columbus we had a good time Uh, i mean we we went to a bunch of different places that we would not i actually one place i did not think i would enjoy was make your own candle Oh. And make your own scent so you could combine a couple of different scents. So I made one that was like That's cool. sugar cookie, vanilla, something oh. or other. And, and the missus made like a spring water, nice. something or other. So, yeah, it's it was good times, man. How about you? That's, that's cool. I We went to uh, – we took a cruise back when that was a thing before COVID. We took a cruise to uh, Bermuda. Bahama? And it was awesome. We did not get stuck in the triangle. We made it. Good. And, it was a blast. I'd love to go back. Maybe one day. Maybe things seem, maybe, you like know, five, knock on wood. Yeah, like five years ago, I was, I told my wife, I was like, hey, for my 40th birthday, I want you to, uh, you know, like I want to go cruising again, maybe back to Bermuda or something. But then like COVID happened and now I'm like, I'm not, I don't think I want to do a cruise anymore. I, fingers crossed or knock on wood, it seems like. It might be a possibility again. I'm not going to say it's going to be in the near future. Well, the ships are sailing. I'm just like, I don't, I'm just, I, understand. I don't have interest. Because in, you are literally stuck on a boat with all those people. That's true. Especially to Bermuda, because you sail for like a day. You like, you're at sea for like a full day before you even get anywhere. Would you do it if Ron Rico was in charge, though? If Ron Rico was in charge of the... The ship. The ship? Oh, well, of course. Okay. Oh, you mean like the actual Ron The actual Rico. Ron Rico. Not, Rico. Not, Zach. Not, not, not Zach, sorry. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, I'd do it either way. With Zach or that's true. Ron Rico. But yeah. Well, we finally got to the end after several side tangents, but we made, we made it. it. We made it to the end. We made it. What are your, uh, just some afterthoughts here, just uh, before we get into the fun stuff. So I, and I, I told the missus this, I, I was like, you, I was not, I was not super jazzed about this one. I was like, mm-hmm. mm. um, I, I've said it before, romantic comedies to me, not a lot of them stand out. It's mostly just like run-of-the-mill. This is another kind of run-of-the-mill rom-com for me. I'm not upset that I watched it. I feel like <laughs> not terrible. What a glowing review. I know, right? I'm not upset. <laughs> it, was not, it wasn't. It's not, uh, it's, it's not something that I'm like, sweet Jesus, I don't ever want to see this again. Um, not my favorite, but okay. definitely it was better than I expected. Mm. It's not... 
I'll leave it at that. Very nice. Well put. How about you? So I too was not looking forward to it, as I said earlier. Um, I remember I had a positive experience with it in the past, but I hadn't seen it in like forever, so it felt kind of new at times. But I really loved it. I thought it was man, I it was great. Like there were, I feel like they did enough of uh, like bucking of the trends, or mm-hmm. like they kind of it seemed like they were playing into some some of the tropes, and then they would go, they'd take like a left turn. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I like that. Like there were a lot of those moments. So yeah, where it was. You know, not. I don't think it's better than Sweet Home Alabama, but it's uh, certainly rewatchable. I guess it's like it's just a fun little uh, romantic comedy, and I'm glad. I'm glad we stuck with it. Actually, I I am too. I it, it fits with the theme, and yeah. I agree. I'm glad. I'm glad we got through it. Sandra B is just so darn likable too. She like, is. She's just a gem. Effortless. A gem. Just seems effortless. I agree. Like, man, she like she's great. It makes me want to go watch like other Sandra Bullock. I feel like I've kind of like fallen off. I haven't watched too many of her like more recent films, but maybe I should. I will say the Heat. I've seen the Heat. That loved, was good. Loved her and Melissa McCarthy in the Heat. Well, I did watch like uh, the what's it, all about Steve or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh, that was horrible. And I, I was couldn't. Like, I couldn't oh, do man, that one. Like, okay, maybe she's <clears throat> maybe she's not doing good movies anymore. But yeah. I, She's done a lot of different ones. Yeah. I feel like she's getting back into her wheelhouse here, maybe with this next one with Channing Tatum. Yeah, Lost City. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably, I'll, I might check that out. But we'll yeah. see what happens. I'm a fan. You got any questions for me? Not really. Yeah, I didn't either. Just not, kind of yeah. sat back and enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah. I. Yeah, not really. The most important questions, obviously, we'll, we'll deal still our standard questions. So I'm going to defer to you on the MVP because I have a feeling we both have the same. Uh, you want me to do MVP right now? You, you can go, you go first with the MVP and then. So in my mind, it's clearly Joe Junior. Yeah. Like it's like Sandra B does great job. Pullman's very likable. Uh, Saul's good. Mm-hmm. Even the dad, uh, the dad was pretty good too in his limited time. But for me, it's Joe Junior. Yeah. He really brings like a comedic element to the film and like. Just that one scene with the hand motions he's making, like he's like supposed to be like mad at her, like mm-hmm. man, I like I'm just gonna like YouTube that for three days in a row. So I told my wife, I was like, this was probably one of the easiest MVPs I've had in a while. Agreed. I was like, this is Saul, this is Joe Junior, like 100. <clears throat> percent So, out of the spirit of not just being agreeable, I will say my secondary pick will be Saul. Yep, Jack Warden. Jack Warden. I, I just appreciated his his performance. He's kind of a a classy, nice guy that makes Sandy B a little bit more welcome into the family, even though he knows her her secret. So yeah, I'll give him the nod just because I want to have somebody different. But I would like it to be stated on record, like it's it was a unanimous Joe Junior. Joe Junior stood me up. What uh, what scene would you show somebody? Oh man, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, "Gosh, this is tough." Like, it is. I feel like, like as far as like standout scenes, it's a tough call because a lot of them like run together, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are short. But I'm like, man, just to get like the flavor of the movie, I it, in my mind, it's got to be a Joe Junior scene, even though it has nothing to do with like them or like you know the like the boyfriend or fiance like not having or being in a coma mm-hmm. but i'm like you know i'd probably still just go with one of the joe jr scenes just because they're so damn funny so i'm gonna pick the the 
The one I was just talking about where he like does the hand motions of being stood up for the escapades. I think I, so I, <clears throat> I agree. And I'm going to elongate that out to Joe jr. And then Saul and then Jack coming in mm. like that's that progression of those three coming in. Like that's to me, like that's exactly what this movie is. Yeah. And like, it's a good call. I love the scene too, where so like her and Jack are like clearly making up whatever. And Joe Jr.'s like, Hey loose, this guy bothering you. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, you know, I, I saw him, you know, leaning like, <laughs> Thank great, you. Great, yeah, great, great callback. Uh, I also would like to point out Bill Pullman is very underrated in general. Bill Pullman. He does a great job. He does. Very versatile. Lake Placid. Oh, Lake Placid, yes. I I enjoy Lake Placid. It is a stupid, ridiculous movie. It's a good one. He probably, I mean, debatably, but not really, probably the greatest on-screen president that's ever been put to film. I think that's no, I don't, fictional. It's not even up, up for debate. Second, maybe Harrison Ford, because Harrison Ford punched a terrorist off the plane. Get off my plane. Yeah, but Bill Pullman sacrificed everything. And he united the entire world. Against freaking aliens, man. And I, it still fires me up when you hear, I will not go quietly into the night. That's right. We will not give up without a fight. That's right. He also took down a giant alligator, as you said. He took down a giant alligator. He also took down Pizza the Hut. <laughs> That's right. Him he didn't really take down Pizza the Hut. Him and Barf. That's right. Gosh, Lee Placid's a good movie. Oliver Platt. Mm-hmm. The, what's that one guy's name? Brennan Gleason. Dude, Betty White. Remember her? She's oh, yeah. the like, alligator oh, yeah. feeder. <laughs> Oliver Platt in that movie is hysterical. Oh, geez. What a freaking movie. You're supposed to say go in karate. My Girlfriend Meredith Salinger is also in that movie. Oh. From uh, Dream a Little Dream fame. Yeah. She's one of the deputies. Who's the Bridget Fonda too? Bridget Fonda's the main girl. Yeah, Mariska Harkate. Mariska's in it. That's right. Briefly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not. Yeah. The she, side love interest. She's in it a little bit. That's right. I forgot about her. Dang. What a cast. Star-studded cast. So we have to check that one out sometime. All right, buddy. What do you What do you got for a rating on this? Okay. Let me or, pull it up here. Or would you like me to go first? I did lock it in. I can pull. Oh, my thing did my screen <clears throat> went away real quick here. Let's see if I can find it. Gonna walk you on. There we go. There she is. Okay, dokie. We're still recording. Perfect. <laughs> That's the most important thing. That is the most important thing. All right. Coming in. This is our 43rd film in the history of At the Movies with Cash and Hightower. 43 films down. I'm going to give While You Were Sleeping a 4.0. Again, this is on a scale from 6.9 being a perfect score. Mm hmm. I will give While You Were Sleeping a 4.0 and put it in at number 37. Just below Friday and uh, above Flash Gordon. Solid solid ranking. 37 of 43. Very nice. What you got? Uh, we were surprisingly close. I gave it a 3.9. 3. 3.9. But I'm going to give it the bottom 3.9 ranking. So is it at 37 as well? It so I well I can't I have I got a number. You, got sweet, you had Sweet Home at three point eight and Prince of Thieves <clears> at three point nine. Yeah. Okay, so it's also at thirty seven. So it is going to be yeah in between Prince of Thieves and mm-hmm. Sweet Home Alabama. Perfect. Do you still have Hocus Pocus at three point nine for me as well? Yeah, but I have it at thirty five. Perfect. Is that right? That is exactly what it should be. Thanks for keeping me honest. Yup. What'd you say? 3.9? 3.9. 3.9. Three 
3.9 on the Richter scale. Okay, we're set. Locked and loaded. Locked and loaded, baby. Film number 43, that was our Troy Palomalu episode. Nice. Yeah, baby. So, what's our Jason Ezringhausen going to be? Oh, is he 44? He is 44. I mean, there's a few better 44s out there, but Probably. I'll let it slide. That was the first one I, I mean, can think of. Hank Aaron was decent. Nah. He, was, he was okay. Nah. Pretty sure he like still leads the world in RBIs. He's still my home run leader, too. I think he has extra base hits, too. He's still the real home run king. Oh, for sure. Barry Bonds. I did not recognize Barry Bonds. Well, it's funny that like David Ortiz. I don't want to get like baseball political on this podcast. It's okay, but do it. David Ortiz gets into the Hall of Fame. Like now, it's like now it's like you have to let those other guys in. Yeah, because Big Poppy was <clears throat> juicing up too. So and yet Pete Rose still not in. Yeah, what's up with that? That's it's like not even the same commissioner. I have said this multiple times. You want to talk about not getting? I don't care what anybody says. The fact that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa are not in after what they did for baseball, and then baseball used them and then immediately threw them under the bus. Yeah, they really did. That is garbage. I don't even like, is Sammy Sosa like Hall of Fame worthy? I, he was at least probably up for consideration. Yeah, like he had you a couple good to seasons. have a conversation with it, but. Yeah, I need to like check his numbers again. <laughs> I would definitely put McGuire in. Because he like has always been, he was always good. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, McGuire. I've heard many of stories like McGuire's a jerk, like outside of baseball. I've heard that before. I there's tons of jerks then, but like yeah. Ty Cobb is like a huge piece of crap. But did have you heard recently though that like that whole like narrative on Ty Cobb is like mostly like made up? Is it? Yeah, That's like good. He, never like, mind. I changed my mind. I mean, he was definitely a hothead and yeah. like losses. He definitely had a bad temper. But there were like stories about him being racist and like yeah. all these like crazy things that said that basically were are like made up. They've they found like, yeah. I mean, I'm still sure he wasn't like the nicest guy. But, I'm glad to hear that. I but yeah, a lot of it is uh, just like hyperbole and like sometimes even like made up. But think of how many pitchers got in with like spitballs and oh, all yeah. this other doctored up stuff that they're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Pete Rose bets on games now it would be different if he was betting and tanking games right then, yeah, i agree he was winning the whole time he was or trying, the whole trying time. to win the whole time yeah and then mcguire and sosa used stuff that was approved at the time that's the that's the thing with mark mcguire is yeah he it was like legal that's absolute garbage yeah it's, i do feel bad for mark mcguire it's each like each steroid or each era of baseball like the 80s and 70s and 80s like People were, if you weren't on cocaine, it was the exception, not the rule. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, it's just, yeah, sorry. Barry Bonds was a jerk about it the entire time also. Dude, yeah. Dude was a Real tool. turd. All right, enough about Barry Bonds. Yes. That turd. That's all we can talk about because freaking baseball still. Oh, God. Hey, LSU baseball starts like five days, four days, Beautiful. whatever it is. They just, I just saw today they released all their walk-up songs. Cool. Some, there were some good picks. Someone had a Def Leppard. Mm. Uh, there was some good. There was some good throw. Earth, Wind, and Fire was on there actually. Good call. They're uh, one of their first basements had that. We're big. We're big Earth, Wind, and Fire fans on this show. Yeah, it was a good like mix of like kind of like rap and then country and then like some old school, some throwbacks, some rocks. Nice. Yeah, they did a nice job. Call me when someone picks Disco Duck. No, no Disco Duck. It's a shame. <laughs> someone did do the Halo theme trap remix though. Oh my! Which is that's pretty solid. That's epic. <laughs> Those kids and their Dan Fogelberg music. <laughs> Zemo hula hoops. <laughs> All right, what do you want to do next week? Oh, man. So we're going we're gonna to be getting into March now. I know we're going to be doing March Madness stuff. March. We are going to do March Madness stuff. 
Should we consult the book or should we draw from the, the fan requests? I don't want to draw from the fan requests because I don't want to leave it up to chance to do another chick flick. I appreciate there's that. There's some in there. I appreciate that. There's, there's, a, like, there's at least like one more in there. I have an idea. Tell me. This one popped into my head. You can you can shoot me down. I don't know why, but I'm feeling Dick Tracy. Oh man, I had I've seen that all the way through twice, and I watched it recently when I actually got signed up for HBO Max. I was like, I need to give this another go. So is it on HBO Max? It is. Well, it was. I don't oh. know if it still is. Well, if it's not, I have it. So uh, uh, yeah, can... absolutely. Okay. I was. It's a. It came. It actually came in a really weird way because I had seen. Uh, uh, what's that movie? Shoot, not she's all that. It's the other like college party movie, where it's like they had just graduated. It's got like uh Seth Green. Can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Thank you. Yeah, yes, the guy from Sweet Home Alabama is like the mm-hmm. main character, mm-hmm. Ethan whatever Embry. But anyway, I'd just seen that, and uh like the nerdy dude is the little kid from Dick Tracy. Oh yeah, okay. And I was like, oh my god, we should do Dick Tracy, and then. That was just like a couple days ago. Yeah, what so the I hell? Like, oh, yeah, right, let's you know go what? for it. All right, man. Dick Tracy, that'll be fun. Off the beaten path a little bit. The Hank Aaron slash Jason Isringhausen episode. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's 1990. I think it was 1990. Yeah, Dick Tracy. On the dot. Our first Warren Beatty film. Absolutely. So that'll be good to get him friend, some representation. Friend of the show, Warren Beatty. <laughs> right. He seems like a real jerk in real life. All right. Anything else before we... No, man, I appreciate it, obviously. Good Part. good to uh, get a couple of romantic comedies out of the way. We'll get back to our usual rotation. We've got uh, that March Madness coming up here. March Madness, if you are going to be in the same town that we are in and you would like to participate in March Madness, hit us up. Join. And if you pass the uh, security checkpoint, I'll let you come to my house <laughs> and participate. But if not, you're out. Absolutely. And please, everybody. If you listen to this show and have any interest in sending in a list mm-hmm. and having us cover or any bonus mm-hmm. episode ideas, we are open. We are willing to listen until we don't like your ideas and then we'll publicly yes, humiliate you. Exactly. We got a couple in the hopper already, too. We do. But, but fill them up because we're going to probably record those here in like five minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> and get them out to you. <laughs> so send them our way. Absolutely. Instagram, Facebook, we send we email address, all that fun stuff. Where can you find us on the gram? I always forget our Instagram, name. I know, I do this. Cash and Hightower. Cash and High. I believe it's Cash and Hightower. Yeah. But I'm gonna no, wait, it's movies with Cash and Hightower. I'm going to look right now. I'm Facebook gonna... is just Cash and Hightower. G- and then it's Cash movies and with Cash and Hightower at, on Instagram. There you go. Movies with Cash and Hightower on Instagram. You can email us at cashandhightower at gmail.com. Facebook is Cash and Hightower, and then, yep, cashandhightower at gmail.com. So, yeah, any okay. anybody who listens and have any interest at all, we are open. We will respond. I think Sister Dr. Hightower can confirm that. She likes to leave comments, which she is does. fine. And your, and your father commented on our Facebook page. I did see that. Good for him. Posted back to him. So, yeah, He's anytime. Out there. Otherwise, after shameless plug of our uh, social media aside, thanks for listening. Uh, sorry that the Rams won. It's unfortunate, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. That's that's how we'll wrap it up. All right. See you. See ya. Are you sure? Because it looks like he's leaning. Well. Bye.